0: Welcome to Food Futurists, a podcast series to really sink your teeth into. Here we look at the solutions being put in place today to bring tomorrow's meal to your table. Hello, I'm Andy Lowe, and for this episode we're recording from Evoke the Asia-Pacific region's largest agri-food tech event. My guest is Callan Daly, young future leader and now with MEQ Probe. Hi Callan. Good, Andy. how are you? oh yeah, pretty good actually, <laughs> so I came to evoCAG last year, and I saw your presentation as a future young leader, bit of a striptease on uh, <laughs> on stage there, which was uh, pretty uh, pretty um, evoking because what you did was you fundamentally challenged my pre- preconceptions. you came on in a big uh, uh, kind of drover 's hat uh, and then Remove that and the shirt, and then there was this young professional uh, underneath there. So it was it was quite a confronting uh, presentation. And uh, congratulations for doing it. Um, but do you think that's a bit of a personal mission of yours to change fundamentally perceptions around farming and farmers, particularly for young people?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I stumbled across the idea that I had grown up with um, that preconception of agriculture without actually realizing it and the older I got um, the more I started to delve deeper into the idea of am I proud of my parents of my industry etc and the way I present myself or the way the people around me present themselves and talk about themselves and that has become now my driving large like my, my probably my largest passion in agriculture now is to try and raise some awareness and challenge people's ideas not just of that city-country divide, but of that country-within divide that we've got of sometimes we don't think of ourselves as well as we could possibly.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, and that's really important, isn't it? It's really important that the main producers from our country here have that confidence really to uh, be able to present their story and their importance But also it's at a time where you're getting a lot of change within the sector. Mm. You're getting a lot of generational change and you're getting a lot of uh, technology change that's coming in. So I think it's probably more important than ever before that we challenge these preconceptions around this to allow this change to happen in the sector.
1: Mm. Yeah absolutely, I think um, the more something is changing uh, the more uh, agriculture has, uh, runs the risk of falling behind and if we do keep going with, like, it's all, it's all well and good to implement um, uh, technology like at a and innovation, but if you're not fundamentally changing the way that you think and present yourself, yeah. I don't think there's, I don't think we can expect um, uh, the people outside of agriculture to perceive us the way we, it's, it's, that, it's that classic, you know, uh, nearly the childhood saying of, um, you know, treat others like how you would like to be treated and present yourself, you know, with, with pride. So that's the sort of idea I've taken into. That's what we need to approach in agriculture as well.
0: So are you starting to see some of that change? Because you, you've had a pretty big year, haven't <sighs> you? Since Evocag last year, you know, future leader, part of Agri Futures. You've come on this year, and you're the opening plenary. And you've probably been pretty busy over the last year doing a range of this. Uh, talking to school kids, talking to a range of industry uh, and agricultural groups. Mm-hmm. So what what kind of change are you starting to see within that sector when you talk about your kind of personal mission?
1: I'd definitely say um, the change I see uh, that has impacted me the most as well because I take a lot of, um, I, lo- I, love the, I love the feedback from what I'm saying and if I can uh, see the change, like I've had quite a few um, young Australians that, either are in agriculture or aren't involved in agriculture and they have said to me, wow, I've, I've never sort of thought about it that way. Right. Uh, I've, you know, um, I, I, I either wanted to be um, involved in agriculture but my friends around me, you know, perceive it in a way where it's, it's, it's just another, it's down with the trades, it's a, it's a lower class sort of uh, pursuit. But then if they started thinking about how do they present themselves, how do they talk about themselves, are they positive about it, Uh, I think that's my that's my the the change that I take to heart Hmm. when I see young Australians being like uh, really impacted by the idea and then they can go and implement that idea I don't necessarily see how they implement it yeah but I love the I I love the fact that they can come to me and say wow I'm gonna start I'm gonna start really trying to implement what you have talked about yeah and and so modern day farming isn't just riding around on your
0: horse with your hat, is it? So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's this range and diverse spectrum of skills that are required to run a complex business. Hmm. So you've kind of got, you've got grower, you've got business operator, you probably need some technology skills. You need to know, understand markets and uh, how to pitch your product, A little bit of marketing expertise, you know, yep. uh, um, and then kind of land management, sustainability,
1: that's, uh, it's probably the most diverse job you could do on Earth, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. It's uh, a farmer uh, or someone within agriculture has to wear many hats through yeah. their career. It's ridiculous, really. Yeah. Um, but it's what we thrive on. So I think it's, it's an amazing but challenging part of agriculture.
0: Yeah. Look, that's really interesting. But um, I'd I'd also like to unpack a little bit kind of your journey Mm -hmm. uh, as well. So from near or not that near Longreach uh, in central Queensland, it's probably the biggest uh, town uh, in the area. Then you went. Uh, you started a degree uh, in engineering and biotech at mm-hmm. University of Queensland. I actually was a lecturer at University of Queensland oh. back in <laughs> 2003, So nice. um, Yeah. Uh, and then you went back to the family farm, mm-hmm. uh, basically to to help manage that and uh, uh, because you know your assistance was required mm-hmm. uh, at that time. But now you've kind of come back into the technology area. You've come back in and you're working with a company, startup company, mm-hmm. uh, MEQ Probe. Yep. Um, what is MEQ Probe? And uh, I mean, I, I find that a really interesting journey that you went there, you went to engineering and biotech, you came back to the farm, and now you've gone there again. So there's obviously some interest in yours to go down that engineering and tech route applied to farming. Mm. Um, so yeah, tell us a bit about
1: MEQ Probe, what it does and why it's important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, I, well, after VOCAG, uh, within six days, I'd moved to um, uh, South Australia uh, fully committed straight away because uh, the other 2019 future young leader, Jordy Kitschke, who is my CEO, is an incredibly motivated, passionate, driven young Australian. Uh, he pretty much just infected me with the, with the, with the idea that, wow, we can, we can do something, we can change something, we can help. So uh, what MEQ Probe does, um, so we're working in the whole startup space of uncharted territory. Uh, and we're trying to, well, we're using uh, lasers or light um, on a hot carcass level in beef and lamb to predict eating quality, f- judging uh, from the IMF, which is the intramuscular fat, um, so the marbling inside a carcass. Uh, and it's totally uh, un- as I said, uncharted territory. Yeah. We're, it's, it's we're, tr- we're trying to. I love, I love the fact that we're trying to plow through this whole new industry and development and. Uh, yeah, so I've been there for 12 months now, and yeah. it's it's still keeping me kicking, and it's great. So um, yeah, that's 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 been my journey for the last 12 months. Like Evoke, uh last year, literally got me that job. Li- yeah. Like there was, yeah, yeah. there was there was no if buts or maybes. It got me the job. So it's a great story from the last 12 months for sure.
0: So let me get this right. So you use a laser then <laughs> to beam light uh, into a hot carcass. So mm-hmm. it's a carcass of an animal mm-hmm. uh, that, that's recently been, um, been killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, in the abattoir, you're basically handling in the abattoir. Uh, and then the refre- refractance and reflection from that light gives you uh, a signature uh, from which you can tell around the quality of the meat. So things around what fats and muscle content. So what, what are some of the key interests of meat quality can you tell from that laser, that
1: laser probe? Mm. Well, that, that's that's spot on. That's exactly yeah. uh, what we do. Yeah. And uh, I guess so. All, there's a lot of research behind that. If there's a huge correlation between intramuscular fat and eating quality. Yeah. So it's your flavour, juiciness, yeah. tenderness, and overall liking. Um, I think yeah, the the numbers is up in the sixty percent sort of correlation to eating quality. So if we can, as you said, get that, uh, I I would call it a picture. If we can get a picture of what is inside that meat, the level of fat and how much and how spread out it is, that's where we can start using machine learning to tell us, uh, you know, an an indication of what that marbling score is going to be on that carcass, and that's. That's 24 hours prior to any form of uh, like marbling or fat identification currently anywhere in the world. So we're trying to get it earlier, quicker and objectively. So really trying to give the market something that is trustworthy and not subjective basically.
0: Yeah. So it's science and research based. Mm -hmm. There's this whole back room of scientists uh, working on this uh, and they've produced basically reference database. But the MEQ probe is a handheld device that then can go out into the field uh, and then be used by a range of uh, producers and distributors Mm -hmm. uh, for me. Uh, The work was also done, the Center for Nanoscale Biophotonics, wasn't it? That was where the uh, initial research work uh, was done. And uh, yeah, because I know some of the guys uh, that were involved in that area. It's much easier when you say lasers (laughs) uh, instead of uh, nanoscale biophotonics, which uh, unless you're in the field, you really don't know uh, what that means. But um, so with with that probe, then, how has it allowed uh, kind of producers to prove that so... So yeah, you get a marbling score, you get a, a ratio to fat and, and muscle, which uh, uh, you, you can link to taste. Is that score, is the MEQ score, uh, then used to promote the product and used as a marketing tool for that product? Or are you are you aiming to sell the, the probe to to different producers? What's the uh, what's the focus for, yeah. for
1: the work? Yeah, I guess as yeah. a as a game plan yeah. um, for MEQ as a, a direction, uh, if we can let's say in the lamb space, if we can uh, measure an instantaneous objective marbling score or eating score on, because lamb comes through very quickly. Lamb is processed extremely fast. So if we can do that, like we're talking 13 bodies per minute on some chains. So if you can get that instantaneous um, marbling score, that'll be the first eating quality measurement in lamb currently so that can be incorporated as part of the the, the chain yeah. uh, within within the apparatus exactly yeah. and and if you can get that instantaneous feedback then you've got a link to give to producers on 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 feedback of production on eating quality of their own stock on maybe where they have to change their practices etc yeah yeah so we've got we've got a we've got a game plan in the future of of where we want we want everyone we want to provide accessible information to the world, basically, in in the meat space.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, the other really exciting uh, thing about this uh, invention and this technology, you know, we hear a lot about ag tech, and ag tech's a very big area. I mean, you spoke this morning about, you know, ag 1.0 through to 4.0. But ag tech can be anything from, you know, drones through to robots, through all kinds of uh, kind of technology uh, innovations. But this particular area is actually transferring laser sensors and sensors from the medical area, human health area, into livestock uh, screening. Mm. So uh, when we think about ag tech, you know, we don't necessarily think about uh, the AgTech is adopting these technologies from so many different areas. And that's what's really cool about this technology is this transference from uh, human to, to, to livestock
1: areas. Yeah, there's been a... MEQ's got an amazing story, as you said, of it's come from the centre of nanoscale biophotonics where it was being used to try and detect cancerous It takes the a bit of practice cells. to say that as well, doesn't it? It does, yeah, it yeah. does. It's nearly tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. um, look, yeah. I, I won't pretend that I know everything about it at all. Um, I'm still learning about it constantly. So it's 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 so it's so um, prone to changing of my understanding of what that is, nanoscale yeah, yeah. biophotonics, you yeah. know, it could be anything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the story from MEQ Probe, the fact that we've got an extremely young team working on it, extremely motivated people, uh, we've got people that aren't involved in agriculture whatsoever prior to working for MEQ and you can bring them on board, they're experts in machine learning yep. and computer software and all of a sudden now they have a real passion for agriculture. Yeah. And they never would have found that in some other places. So that's what I love seeing is the fact we've brought human medical research into bettering an industry in agriculture. And then we've taken we've also taken on board people that wouldn't have found their way to to a space like ours, so it's...
0: That's right, so they might have worked on some defence problem or some human health. Absolutely. Let's get them in the ag space and let's get those smarts in there. Yeah. But then it needs people like you who've got the domain expertise, can work with those technology experts to apply it within the sector. So, yeah, for me, that's also why it's a really exciting story, because not one person can be across all of those domains. You've got specialists in lasers and machine learning, which helps with the data analysis. But then, you know, you've got people like yourself and others that are out there, they understand the farming business, they understand how supply chains work and where these types of technologies can best be developed.
1: That's a successful business. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's the coolest thing to say, in my mind. So you're going to do it for a little bit longer? Absolutely. Wherever MEQ's going, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. on for the ride at the moment. So. Yeah, hitch that wagon. Yes, uh, yeah. I've hopped on and I'm uh, trying to see where we can where we can get it. That's my my passion at the moment is to is to have a real driving impact on an industry. Look, it'll
0: be exciting and uh, be pleased to
1: see where your career goes with that, and uh, look
0: forward to interviewing you in the future. I thought you are going to be somebody to watch. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so um, we're here at Evocag, uh, focusing on food farm
1: future. What's the vision of the future for you in this sector? That's such a <laughs> that's such an open-ended question. Um, the future for agriculture right now, uh, I would say, even in the last twelve months, seeing the different startups and technologies that have come here, there's been twelve months, and you've seen like a four thousand percent increase in just the 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 huge like it blows me away. I I can't even. Comprehend the level of technology that's being constantly pumped out. So I think if you're talking future, I'm thinking the next twelve months because anything longer than that, and I couldn't even tell you right, what you don't know what's coming at. almost. No idea. Down the but track. I think yeah, it's yeah. really promising. Yeah. It's extremely yeah. promising. Is the huge data science and and machine learning and automation is just going to continue to get exponentially better. So yeah, it's six to twelve months is as far in the future as I might be able to, <laughs> to comprehend, I guess. Because those disruptive technologies are
0: coming from almost every angle. And then you've got the dynamics with global supply chains. You're not really sure where your next market's coming from. So, yeah, interesting. Thanks, Callan. Thank you. I'm Andy Lowe from the University of Adelaide. And we've been speaking with Callan Daly, recording from Evocag, the Asia-Pacific region's largest agri-food tech event, brought to you by AgriFutures Australia. Food Futurists, a podcast talking about amazing global food solutions.